is I just feel in my heart to pray for those that for some reason then they just can't see that there is a lot of joy in their lives right now. So Father, I just pray for anyone in here, but for anyone out in the world, Lord, that sees Christmas as a, as a time where they can't rejoice, as a time when they can't feel joy, I pray, Lord, by your Spirit, touch them, bring people around them, Lord, open doors of opportunity that, um, as our pastor was, was sharing, that we might be able to bring love into their situation. So, Lord, I thank you that even this morning we, we remind ourselves of those people and uh, just pray the spirit of joy upon them in Jesus' name, even in the smallest things. Father, we pray these. Amen. Amen. So being Christmas, I, um, I thought to myself, what will I share on today? And all week I've been uh, contemplating on, on gifts. Gifts. Who knows Christmas is a time where we share gifts? Isn't that right, children? Who's expecting a present tomorrow? Okay, so you've been on the good list? Alright, that's alright, that's good. And, um, but I, I want to talk to you this morning about the greatest gift. Now, my wife can't answer this, alright, because I told them the answer already, but what is the greatest gift? Come on, it's not a trick question. Jesus, isn't it? Jesus is the greatest gift. And we just want to really acknowledge that this morning as we share his word. Um, it's a time of gifts. We give gifts, we receive gifts, and um, spend sometimes an exceptional amount of money on these gifts. You know, in Australia, it's estimated that this Christmas, 2017, the average person will spend about $600 on gifts. Okay? So if you equate that to the population of Australia, all right, there's going to be $14.9 billion spent on gifts this Christmas. It's a lot of money, isn't it? A lot of money. It's a lot of coin. You know how much $14.9 billion is? If you were to spend $1, one every second, so that's $60 a minute, that's $360 an hour, Guess how long it would take you to spend $14.9 billion? Come on, throw us, throw us some figures. Who's going to take a guess? Someone over here. One dollar a second. How long would it take you to spend $14.9 billion? How, what did you say? No. No, no. I worked it out at 472 years. 472 years. Who reckons they could spend that much money? It's an obscene amount of money. I reckon I'd have a good crack at it for the first day and then get bored the second day. And yet that's what Christmas seems to be about. And, and you know, we can get into the rhetoric and into the, the, the critical mode of, you know, how Christmas is commercialised and all that sort of stuff. And we can get turned off um, buy this and, uh, and you know, sort of go countercultural in it. But I want us to, to turn our minds, not to the commercialization of Christmas, but to the real reason we celebrate Christmas. Who's ever heard of the 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. You know, if we were to buy each of these gifts, 
we would spend $46,000 on buying the 12, the gifts in the 12 days of Christmas. And guess which one's the, the big ticket item? The seven swans are swimming. They're going to set you about, about $17,000. All right? Guess which one us cheapskates are going to buy? The milk, the, the milking maids. All right? They're only going to set us back about 500 bucks. All right? So if you're looking for an economy gift, buy milks, uh, maids are milking. That's a good gift to give. I don't know where you're going to find them. But... Um, Alright, and if you've got a bit of coin laying around, go for the swans. But the tradition of giving gifts comes obviously from the example of the wise men. When they came to Jesus, they came bearing gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. They came to present these gifts to Jesus. They were aware that this baby was special that this baby was worthy of them travelling so far and making that enormous trip. Tradition also tells us that gift giving came into its own around Christmas time following the example of the Bishop of Myra whose name was Nicholas who as legend says began giving gifts of money and essential items to the poor in his parish. Yet as followers of Christ we are fully aware that the real message of Christmas is not the gifts that we give to each other but it is a gift that our Heavenly Father gave to us. It's a reminder that the greatest gift we could ever hope for and receive comes from above. John 3.16, we know this well, For God so loved the world that He, he gave. He gave a gift. He gave his son, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Can I say that again? Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You see, the flip side of that coin is if you don't believe in him, you will perish. That's a simple equation. But he did not come to condemn he came to save. I love that testimony that Pastor Steve was sharing because, you know, often as Christians we can be critical and condemning of people, even subconsciously. But Jesus didn't come in judgment. He came in salvation. He came to save. It's the greatest gift we could ever hope for. The gift of God's Son. And you know what? This gift was prophesied many centuries before it actually happened. Isaiah prophesied it in chapter 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It is the only gift that truly keeps on giving, time and time and year and year. You see, the gifts that we give each other often perish. We often forget about them. But this morning, just as we're coming into Christmas really quick, I want to point out four things for us to consider about this, the greatest gift of all. The first one is this. That gifts are often expected, but they're always surprising, aren't they? 
Well, if we're not surprised, we act surprised. I mean, let's be candid. We will all expect some sort of gift tomorrow, won't we, from our family. Well, there is an expectation that there will be an exchange of gifts. On, even on our birthdays or other special occasions like anniversaries, there's an expectation that gifts will be exchanged. An exchange of gifts should come from a heart of love, a heart of, of, of desiring to bless someone else. When Christmas rolls around, we often try and figure out if people have bought us the gift that we've asked for. Some of you might know the gift that you're given, that you're going to receive. I'm sorry. Maybe you're one of those that hunts around the house until you find it. Who's one of those people that goes hunting through the cupboard until you find your gift? Maybe you, you, you're like us in our house. We actually write up a list and stick it on the fridge. This is what I'd like if I was to get something for Christmas. It's a way of ensuring that we're not going to go and waste money on gifts that aren't necessarily wanted or desired. Maybe you uncovered it by accident. And so even though a gift may be expected, we like to keep it a secret. We don't often buy a present and say, hey, it's your birthday next week. I bought you a brand new CD. I know that's showing my age, isn't it? We don't, do we still buy CDs these days? They're still available? Okay. I bought you an iTunes card. So you can download your podcasts. We don't go around telling people what we're going to buy them. So even like us, we put our, our suggestions up on the fridge. But when the morning comes and we unwrap that, cre- that a present, we, we, there's that element of surprise. Yes. All right. Tomorrow morning. I'll be opening my present saying, yes, all right, you bought me that cool lightsaber I was asking for. Whatever you ask for. But you see, Isaiah, the same thing. God had spoken through the prophet and told us that he was preparing to give a gift. The astute person who knew the scriptures was aware that this gift was coming. Many waited patiently and even went to their graves still expecting. Because remember, this scripture was given centuries before it actually happened. So although there was an expectation of the coming Messiah, the timing, and most certainly the the gift wrapping, was totally a surprise to most. Can I just digress here for a moment to encourage you There may be some of you that throughout the year, even as recently as a few weeks ago, have been continually seeking God, continually asking Him. Maybe it's like you know, putting your, your desires up on the fridge, saying, God, I, I need this in my life. I want this in my life. There's a prayer going from your heart, and, and, and you almost feel discouraged that the, the gift has not been given, the prayer has not been answered. And can I just encourage you in this? To remain faithful in knowing that God answers prayer. He answers prayer. 
And so I want to encourage you, keep an open mind, an open heart. Don't be locked into what you believe the gift will look like. How it will come wrapped. You see, people were waiting for the Messiah. You've asked God for a, in a particular prayer of what you want. And in your mind, you have an idea of how he needs to answer that prayer. And if I can sort of correlate it with the, uh, the imagery that we're sharing here this morning on gifts, you're almost saying, this is the box and this is the gift wrapping I want it in. And yet God is saying, well, hang on, keep an open mind because the gift wrapping might be actually a little bit different. The way I answer the prayer that you're asking me might be a little bit different than what you are expecting. So can I just encourage you in that? Because you see, the people, the majority of people in Jerusalem at the time of Jesus' birth knew there was a Messiah coming, but they were expecting and had a preconceived idea of how he should show up. They missed the gift of the Saviour because they had it in their mind what the gift would look like. They were expecting a king, yes, a messiah, yes, a saviour, yes. But they were expecting someone to be riding in on, on chariots of gold, ready to overthrow their enemies. They weren't expecting a baby in swaddling clothes laying in a manger. They weren't expecting a helpless human being laying in a barn like a peasant and they missed it. This morning, are you missing the gift of God because you have an expectation in your mind? You see, the best way to receive a gift is how? Hands out and open. That's how we receive gifts. Hands out and open. And can I encourage you this morning? It's the best way to receive our Saviour. Hands out and open. An open hand, an open heart, an open mind. The second thing is that God's gift came to us in the humblest of wrappings. What would you think if you saw your gift under the Christmas tree and it was wrapped in newspaper and tied up with string? You probably think the husband wrapped it up, right? You probably think the man wrapped it up. Come on, let's be honest. But does the wrapping determine the value of the gift? Of course not. Does the way it is presented to you, although it's nice to present it nicely, what is of actual value in the gift? It's not the wrapping, isn't it? It's what's inside. Think about it. Are you going to reject the brand new, awesome JBL Extreme Bluetooth sound speaker just because the guys that presented to you used gift wrapping and turned it inside out because the paper wasn't really that crash hot? Or are you going to receive it gleefully and pull that paper apart and what do you do with the paper? It gets tossed aside. I don't know about you on Christmas morning, but you end up with a garbage bag full of paper. You see, the wrapping, my friends, is not what is of value. And so don't miss 
what God has given us because we are looking at the wrapping. Jesus was not born in a palace of gold. He was born in a stable. He was not clothed in regal attire. He was clothed with rags. He did not have the latest bassinet with tea tree infused cushion and organic cotton sheets. He was laid on straw borrowed from the cow's mouth. Growing up, he did not have servants waiting on him. He grew up doing chores. Children, follow Jesus' example. The greatest Christmas present you can give your parents. He grew up helping around the house. He grew up learning the trade of his father. And these people were looking for the Messiah. They weren't looking for a carpenter. They missed him. And yet for all the imagery and the outward appearances of Jesus from birth to death, it did not diminish the value of the greatest gift given to the human race. And it does not in any way diminish the story of Christ's birth. If anything, they help us realise the great sacrifice God made for us. God's gift to humanity, the ultimate gift of eternal life through his son Jesus Christ, came in the simplest and most humble of wrappings. The third thing I want to say is that often, and especially the gift of Christ, it is a gift we don't deserve. We don't deserve this, this gift. At Christmas... We give gifts to those that we care about, don't we? Who have been kind to us over the past year. Maybe they've given us a gift first. You, you all know when, you know, I, I know it's a tradition that's dying, but giving Christmas cards. Who still gives Christmas cards? I know one person does because I received one this morning. Thank you. But isn't it always interesting that often we swap Christmas cards with people who give us Christmas cards and when we get a Christmas card on Boxing Day and we think oh now I didn't send that person a Christmas card oh well but often we give gifts to those that are close to us those that we love we don't give gifts to a person who's been slandering our name all year do we or the angry neighbour who never has a kind word to say Yet God gave us his gifts when we were his enemies. My friends, we did not and do not deserve this gift. It is a gift given to us because God loves us. Romans 5.8 tells us, But God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yet, remember this, even though we do not deserve the gift, we still need to receive it. What value is a gift if it is left under the Christmas tree? It's a waste of time, isn't it? It was a waste of effort to buy it, wrap it and put it under the tree. If it's not going to be received and taken and unwrapped and used, then it's a total waste of time and money. It could be worth a million dollars but it is totally worthless if it remains unwrapped, unused, and dare I say, unwanted, to the point of even despising the gift giver for it. 
And my friends, when it comes to the gift of Jesus Christ, there are those that would even despise our Heavenly Father and despise the name of Jesus and despise who Jesus is and what he represents. To us, we know the value placed on the Son of God. We know the value of his birth. We know the value of his life. We know the value of his death, burial and resurrection. It is more than money. Money doesn't even come into the equation when we look at the value of the greatest gift ever given to us. And yet for all that it is worth, it is of total no value if you do not receive it and take it for yourself. If you're here this morning and you grew up in a Christian home, you might think to yourself, well, you know, my parents are Christian, and so, you know, that's fine, I'm covered. No, this is a personal thing. It's a personal thing. You don't buy your parents' Christmas present. Hopefully not, do you? No, you get your own. You see, a relationship with Jesus Christ is a personal gift. It is one you need to receive personally. If this morning, if you've never received that gift, you need to do it before you walk back out that front door. That's what Christmas is about. It's reminding us of the good news of Jesus Christ, that he came, he left the riches of heaven, came to the depravity of earth, made himself in the form of a helpless child, an infant, but grew up in the ways of man, although he did not sin, and sacrificed his life for you and me. What value is that gift? But you must receive it. The final point I want to share this morning just to encourage us is that the gift often tells us something about the giver. You see, when you want to give someone a gift, you often start to think about it, don't you? Weeks ahead or months ahead. I saw a meme yesterday that said that one more sleep until the bloke starts shopping. Okay? And if that's an indictment on us males of the species, then we actually need to think about it and be more organised. You see, gifts aren't just bought randomly. When we, when we want a gift that is going to be of value and mean something, we actually think about it, don't we? We, we think about what the person needs, what they desire, and we often try and meet that. You see, when God decided to give us the gift of eternal life, it was not something that he just thought of, oh, hang on a sec, um, Adam and Eve just mucked up in the garden, um, what am I going to do now? No, this gift was long thought out, even before the foundation of the world. Even before your mum and dad got together and conceived you, God knew of this gift. He knew of the need in your life. Galatians 4.4 said, But when the time had fully come, okay, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of, of sons. When time had fully come, when the time was right, when the day was 
was then. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. If you haven't received Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. I don't know how else to say it. But you need this gift. You can't just see it under the Christmas tree and say, yep, that's a nice one, I know that that's nice there. You actually need to receive it because today is a day of salvation. The gift is given for you. The gift of Jesus, who is the Christ, is more about the undying love of a father for his children. It shows us what extreme lengths God the Father has gone to to win back the hearts of his wayward sons and daughters. And this is not about being good or bad. It's got nothing to do with Santa's list of good and bad. That if you're good, you get the present. If you're bad, you get the piece of coal. No. It's got nothing to do with our goodness. You could be the best person in the world, but you still need the gift. You could do, you can be the most charitable, but you still need this gift. It is not about our goodness. This is about God's love for us. When the time had fully come, if you have not received the gift of Jesus, and by that I mean come before God, repent of living according to your own ways and the way you see things, now is the time. Now the time has fully come for you. You can reach out right now and receive the most precious an awesome gift you will ever be given. You see, when you do this, Galatians goes on to say in verse 6, Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, and the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. See, if you are not born again, you are disconnected, and you don't call God Father. He is just some spirit in the sky. It's where I go when I die. No. Again, and I'm going to keep talking on this. God sent the gift of Jesus Christ. It's what we celebrate tomorrow on Christmas Day. The giving of the gift. That when we receive it, we receive eternal life. That you can cry out, Abba, Father. And so that you are no longer a slave but a son. And then since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Isn't that awesome? You see, you're either the son of God or you're a slave to your sin. There is no in between. The son of God or a slave to sin. But today, the time has fully come for you. If something's happening in your heart right now, if there is a stirring within you, that's God, by His Spirit, stirring your heart. It's calling you. It's saying, my son, come home. Receive the gift of Jesus Christ. My daughter, I am here for you. So Christmas isn't about those gifts. 
that are under your tree right now. It is like the child who gets excited for about 30 seconds and goes on to the next present. All those things will be gone one day. All that will be left after this life is the human soul which lives forever. We can put so much stock into what we have in this life, what we can accomplish in this life. And while that is fantastic and we, we need to, you know, move through this journey of life and do things with our life and fulfill the purposes of God in our life, in the end, it's only a journey. And one day we pass through and move on. It's much like the gifts under that tree. They might last a number of years, they might last a number of days, but they are finite. One day they'll end up on the trash heap. The gift of God, the greatest gift of all, is a gift that lives on forever. Life goes on beyond the grave. Life is about knowing the God who made you, who gave you the greatest gift of all. There is an opportunity right now to receive the greatest gift of all. As we move in, and if I can ask the guys, are you coming back up now? There's an opportunity if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Today is a day. The time has fully come for you to do that. So let me just close our eyes and just meditate on what has been shared this morning. <coughs> 